Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. As we've been chatting about across uh, this morning on the Limerick Today show, uh, it's phase three of reopening Limerick and the country um, with COVID-19, unfortunately, a reality in all of our lives, but uh, trying to get on with it as best we can as well. Crash operators, though, are saying they might have to reduce capacity in some facilities because new staff won't be covered by the state's temporary wage subsidy scheme. And a number of creches have reopened around Limerick and the country country today but a number of others haven't for a variety of reasons uh, and we're going to chat now to Marion Quinn who's of course based in Limerick and uh, chair of the Association of Childhood Professionals and Regina Bushell who's chair of Shas Suez. You're both welcome. Good morning to you. Um, Marion what are you hearing then uh, about uh, those creches that have reopened this morning? Morning, Joe. Um, I suppose look, the good the good news is um, for the services who have been able to, to reopen. Um, there's been such excitement around the country from the children arriving in, um, delighted to be back and to be seeing their friends and, and seeing the educators um, that they've worked with, you know, over um, you know over the last number of years, even in many cases. Um, so a lot of excitement. I mean, obviously some nerves, uh, some some children um, reluctantly going in or, or transitioning from the home given that they've been at home for the best part of three and a half months now, um, but a lot of excitement. So it's, it's, um, it's great to see um, to see the services who were able to open in a position to be able to open. And Regina, I know from my own family's direct experience uh, that uh, there's been a lot of contact from uh, the creche in the build-up to today and uh, a lot of things they have to do, including, for example, restricted opening hours, you know, many of them operating 9 to 12 for the first few days, then maybe extending to 9 to half 4, um, and who knows how long that will go on for. Well, Joe, I think it, that is very much uh, centre-specific, if you like, depending on what demand that, that uh, the creche uh, you know, providers have had from their different areas. And geographically, it is different because certainly providers in Dublin are extremely busy this morning with numbers attending, while in rural areas and other different areas around the country, better. So we're looking at, uh, what would I say, a demand, if you like, um, from parents as to what decisions the providers would make around the opening hours. That's up to them. As nobody is actually putting that restriction on them. They're listening to what their parents are saying to them yeah. and they're Regina, trying... I'm going to have to get you to move a little because unfortunately your line is breaking up quite badly on us. Um, so I don't know if that'll make a, um, a slight difference. Uh, well, let me ask, I mean, from a practical point of view, obviously, uh, you know, particularly from September onwards when a lot of people will be returning physically uh, to offices if they haven't done so already and will require full hours, do you think that creches in the main will be able to manage that, Regina? I sincerely hope, yes, again, like the sustainability of it for parents where they are for providers for parents are coming back and obviously are paying their fees, which are supporting them to stay open. That would be really, really important for them. Um, But yes, like providers are saying that if the demand is there, they will open and they will open for, for the hours to accommodate the parents coming, you know, the parents coming back with their children. And we're seeing, like, since the um, since it became clearer around how providers would, would uh, what would I say, how they would operate inside and in, in the provision. Parents obviously were concerned around the children coming back and that they would be kept 
in particular areas. But it, it is a part of the room. The ratios are, are the same as they were pre-COVID. I suppose where providers are coming from, we're looking at the sustainability of services, obviously, for July and August. But beyond that as well, depending on the numbers that are returning, and a lot of parents are saying that they will continue to work at home, by the way, many are also saying that even though they're working at home, it's very difficult for them to work um, to having the children under their feet all the time. So we would be absolutely hoping that they will return their, their children to childcare services and that we will be able to meet that demand going forward. I mean, Marion, part of the problem is, of course, that uh, full-time creche staff have to spend quite a bit of time involved in the cleaning, the sanitising, the preparation of rooms before children arrive and then after they've left well, absolutely. Um, and I know I know quite a lot of providers um, that I've been talking to, you know, they're saying that they're finishing maybe an hour earlier than what they usually would have done. And that will be to do the, the kind of deeper clean. They will be cleaning throughout the day, and um, particularly in baby and toddler rooms um, where the children are very orally fixated. So everything goes into the mouth. Um, so, you know, as a child plays with a toy, I mean, that you know, the toy needs to be needs to be cleaned before the next child is going to be cleaning it. Um, to be playing with it. Um, but, but certainly, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, when the children are gone home, um, there needs to be a deep clean down that room to make sure that it is ready for the for the following day. Um, and and in the main, during the summer, um, that will be manageable um, and, and or certainly easier um, because capacity is typically down during the summer. I mean, you know, as parents, um, you know, take time off and go on, go on holidays, etc. Um, so typically you will have less children in services. Um, now, the difficulty here is that there'll be even less children. I was talking to um, a couple of providers in Limerick um, and they were saying that at the moment their capacity is at 20%. And um, so that's 20% of the children that they would usually have at this time. Um, and that's a big struggle for them to remain sustainable. Um, they're doing it because, you know, I mean, they, they, they have parents who are essential workers and frontline workers and, uh, and that's why those um, services are opening. They are taking a hit themselves um, but they feel that, that it is something that they need to do for their parents um, and they're in a position and um, they've obviously got a contingency fund um, to be able to allow them to do this and that as it builds up, you know, kind of coming into September when more families um, will hopefully be coming back um, and feeling more comfortable, um, you know, about uh, their children going to um, going back to their creche and going into the, you know, the preschool rooms that will open at that time of the year. Um, you know, that this is something that obviously there'll be more challenges then because there'll be more children and more um, hands-on time for the staff. Um, so it'll be more difficult, I suppose, making sure that you get all that cleaning done. It'll still have to be done. Um, but obviously you need a, a, an enhanced staff team to be able to do that. Mm. And we're chatting mm-hmm. to Marion Quinn, who is chair of the Association of Childhood Professionals and Regina Bushell, uh, chair of SASH uh, Suez. And, and the other thing, Regina, is um, pretty regular temperature checks of kids across the day and parents being asked to uh, check a, a child's temperature before they're sent in to crash to immediately pick a child up if they're contacted um, and a suggestion uh, and a further burden on GPs before they'd be allowed back in again. Well, I think that there, you know, the guidance has been issued there, and it's, it's quite clear that obviously, if a child has symptoms, that they're kept at home. Um, we're not being asked to actually check the children's temperatures every day, but yes, if a child if a child becomes unwell, we will take them to one side and um, take them into a room on on their own. And we will call the parent and ask them to come and collect them. Now, we always did that, by the way. That's not, that's not something, uh, something new. I think that, you know, the regulations within childcare 
have always been been very tight with regards to illness and infection and all of the cleaning that Marion has been talking about there we have always done the you know deep cleans and obviously we'd be more cautious around how how we're doing that but they um the like when children arrive they arrive at the front door they come in and they're they're welcomed in and welcomed in depending again on the crash they'd be welcomed into the room by the crash member that that, that the earlier's professional person who was there working with them and their day will be as normal as it possibly as it was before COVID, in that they will be in the groups, they will enjoy playing with their friends. When they go outside, all right, there will be division because you have to try and keep the groups that were together together. But it won't be very different. It won't be, uh, what would I say, very, very different for the children. The main thing is keeping the adults out of the centres, and that was why there was a whole talk which was incorrect, really, was was driving this whole thing of the children would be collected from their cars by their parents. It sounded absolutely awful. And that, the reality is that's not what's happening in centres. In the majority of them, the parents will bring the child to the front door and they'll well, talk to Well, to different doors, I think, in. in a lot of cases where that's possible. They will be right? very, yeah, they will be very, and everything is where possible. Where possible yes. to do that, it, it will be done. Yeah. But we don't want to send out um, the message that, that children are, are you know, being isolated or that parents are not being able to talk to the No, no, but at the same time, there has with, to be reality you know? here too. I mean, people need to yes. understand that this is not the same as it was beforehand because of the pandemic that we're uh, dealing with, which is absolutely beyond the control of those operating the creches, of course. Um, uh, Marion, um, what is your sense of the percentage of creches that are actually open as of um, today and then the issue of staff turnover I think it's on average around 40% around the country and the concern that new staff won't be in the temporary wage subsidy scheme which is due to run at the moment until the end of August. Yeah, so it's being so there's, there's no official figures yet. I mean, the department will, will be gathering the official figures in terms of who opening, but it is expected that about 80 to 90% of those services um, who typically would be open during the summer um, will still reopen. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that's, that's positive. Obviously not for the families where, where their service hasn't been able to open yet. Um, but we do know that there are some services that are opening in two weeks' time, so maybe they didn't open today, um, but that they will still open at some stage over the, over the summer. Um, with the staff, I mean, yeah, typically um, the, the staff turnover rate in full daycare is around 40%. Um, and, and that is a worry because, I mean, as you said, any new hires, um, so anybody who was hired, you know, or wasn't on the on the books, you know, from uh, the 20, uh, 29th of um, February will not be included under the temporary wage subsidy scheme. That will make it challenging for providers because anybody that they have to hire, um, they will have to pay the full wage for whereas at the moment that temporary wage subsidy scheme is available to all business owners across the country, um, including creche providers, um, and they are able to pay between, um, that revenue um, scheme covers between 70 and 85% of staff wages. So for obviously for every um, new person that needs to be hired, that is a, a huge extra cost for, for the provider. Um, for the summer, I, I imagine it will be it will be okay because um, you know you will have the extra staff that that um, and a lower capacity. Um, but again, we need to really monitor that as we're moving towards September, when we'll be moving back into the kind of you know kind of fuller um, service provision. 
um, where you'll have more children and you'll have the added responsibilities of, you know, the, the kind of extra clean and the, you know, the extra the kind of greeting and administration the way it happens at the various different doors, yeah. etc. And yeah. so more of these than absolutely. And I mean, Regina, you know, that leads to uh, the ongoing issue of extra funding from the new government and whether or not the government will also accept the feedback of, of creches that are reopening about what is practically possible within the guidelines versus what might need to be tweaked. Yes, I think uh, you're, you're right on that. I mean, this morning, I know in my own services, uh, four out of the six of them are, are reopened and I'm listening to the other providers as well too. But we, what we will um, be watching is what, you know, what went well today and what we might need to tweak in the, in the days ahead with regards to the guidance. And like, as you said earlier there, like it's very much an unknown. We're finding out as, as we as we go along. We're putting as much preparation and in fairness to DCYA have given us and the National Health Authorities have given us good guidelines to work with. But it's only when we actually get down to the practicalities of actually putting it into practice today that we're going to see, well, right, that needs to be changed or we need to do that differently tomorrow. And that, you know, it's that finding out and then informing the department. And, you know, both Marion and I are, are on the advisory board with the department and we'll be bringing the feedback that we get back to the government on, on that and back to the DCYA on what we may need to tweak in the months ahead. And yes, sustainability going forward is going to be an issue for us. There were, prob- there were problems there with, you know, the early years provision before COVID-19, those problems are still there and those challenges and concerns are still there. And I should say we have a new government in, a new minister. We wish him well in his job. We're all looking forward to meeting with him and informing him and hopefully together working on a number of the challenges that, that we have there. Right. But it's, it's something we have to wait and see how it goes today. And hopefully I'd like to wish all the providers around the country well this morning and those who are reopening in in weeks to come. Okay. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for talking to us over the last uh, few weeks and again this morning. And obviously we stay in touch with you and uh, with others as creches uh, reopen from today. Regina Bushell, Chair of SASH Suez and Marion Quinn, based in Limerick, Chair of the Association of Childhood Professionals. Call Limerick today now on 461995.